As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila, and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you with steps and things like their wings on. All I know is Zach said he has a game where you don't read both 7,000 movies. And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. And, and so the yeah, purpose that's of, what of, I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Tuesday night edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shel Kapadia, Marissa Morris here to talk about the Eagles' 44-6 win over the Detroit Lions. The trade deadline that came and gone, uh, Turkey Gate. I'm sure we'll get into all of that. Uh, we're actually late for a good reason this time. We were recording a video for uh, for the Athletic, not ZB and the Wolf. So uh, stay tuned for that. Shield. Everybody wants to know how are you. So people can of course check that out on the Athletics uh, YouTube page. I would imagine sometime. What's today? Tuesday. Sometime on Wednesday. I would imagine that that would be up. So it's going to spin around the league. Look at the first half. Look ahead. To the second half, in terms of how I'm Ooh. doing, did a little uh, did a little vote today. I could be mayor mm. of media if like is, is there that a something mayor that of you media? Want? Is it like I, I don't know. Do I want that? What do you do? Like, shake shake hands, have some meals. I mean, it's an important job. Help like the needy, need the healthy. At least I, based on what you tell us, the yeah. idea of you having to be proactive about like talking to strangers in the community and That's true. Um, like putting in work about not like nonsensical stuff feels not something like you would enjoy. No, Especially okay. the interpersonal part of it. Yeah. Well, maybe I could be like a shadow mayor or something just behind the scenes helping out these small businesses. Okay. Let's move on. Your uh, how was the, apology how was, how was, the, uh, was uh, just ridiculous. I process. mean, I, I can't believe that Zach and Marissa 
let that slide in terms so, sorry zach mm. i know you're going to jump in there but i have to speak up for you zach of course you know dealt with it um you know he's a class organization much like the new york giants, <laughs> york giants. so he didn't make you you know you try that that Same was the most almost. people were calling you roger goodell i thought that was apt you know there were some harsher ones in there that i'm not gonna say here but talk about a non-apology apology i mean no one caught it yeah because no one else cares about the game no one else wants to do this game you're the only one who wants to do the game you know, you take the ownership of the show. If we come in and say, Hey, why don't we do that? Eh, well, yeah, it's your thing. And then all of a sudden you screw up and then, Oh, that's the time everybody else is supposed to jump in here. And who cares? You know, Zach won anyway. So, uh, Zach, uh, I was surprised that you weren't more, you know, I, I think you had a little bit in you there. Uh, you were coming in hot at the top, but then I think you wanted to sort of not look so vindictive. Is that mm -hmm. the word? And just kind of say, oh, yeah, we can move on. No big deal. Oh, my God. Pretty big deal. I don't know. Screwing up the scoring. Well, the I didn't know we were going to get into this so soon. But um, I do have to say, like, I've been thinking about this. And I've been thinking about what Zach said, you know, calling me Roger Goodell. Like, yeah. Oh, Zach's not the only one who's called you. There uh, have been ma many, many, some worse than that. It's, it's something much been, worse. It's something I've been thinking a lot about. Um, and so, um, I need to, I do, I do, I do need to do, to, to, to come clean to do something, Zach. And, uh, and that is, uh, throw it to Marissa. Oh, gosh. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for being here to watch our podcasts work. So when Zach was complaining, he called me out with an insult of a certain flavor. Just remember, I'm not a professional. Born in Jamestown, son of a senator. Y'all mad that he pulls in 60 mil per handmade chair. Perfect hair. Oh, you want to taunt? Well, don't you dare. Yo, owners be catty, but the King Kong daddy buries all the scandals while Ursa rolls a fatty. Squiggle on the decks, Wolfman on the rhymes, and Roger Big ballin' on the player's time. R to the OG. Do be the O-G-E-R. He's slaying. Slaying like a pro. C-R to the OG. Dude be the O-G-E-R. He's slaying. Slaying like a pro. Big time ratings, nerves of steel. Never gonna stop, baby, just don't kneel. Bro, look at the name, Roger Goodell. Hit me with an H, cause he good as hell. Protector of ghouls, creator of rules. Burying docs, cause you're all fools. So don't try to run your mouth or pay the price. Whatever you do, don't eat his slice. R to the OG. Dude, be the O-G-E-R, he's slaying. Slaying like a pro. C-R to the O-G. Dude, be the O-G-E-R, he's slaying. Slaying like a pro. R to the O-G. Dude, be the O-G-E-R, he's slaying. It keeps going all the way, I don't know. Slaying like a pro. C-R to the O-G. Dude, be the O-G-E-R, he's slaying. Slaying like a pro. When I say R, you say O-G. R to the... R to the... R to the... O-G! R to the... R to the... R to the mother... 
OG. Uh, I am not caught up. You know, I would love me neither. Me neither. If, if we could, I haven't watched know, the season. If we could uh, cancel these eight o'clock episodes yet. so that I could catch up on Succession and Curb every week, uh, I would be in for that. Bo, uh, I don't know whether to say nice job or not. I'm glad that uh, that song was back in my life for another night because it's certainly a classic uh, scene. Zach looks like he's never, you know, hated being part <laughs> well, of the I think show. Of all, of all the of all the things we've done or I've done on the show. Listening to that back is probably the most embarrassing. <laughs> I have two comments here. Okay. Well, three comments. First off, nice job. You're very creative. You're very clever. Okay? Are you, do you, have you watched Succession, yeah. Zach? I, I haven't watched this season, but I okay. watched neither, but the, the first. You understood yeah. that reference. Yes. Okay. Second comment here. Uh, we had like an actual news day to day. The Eagles made it. The Eagles are one of the few teams in the NFL who made a trade today. There was, Stuff for us to discuss at the top of the show. Uh, they, have, uh, they had a franchise player, or, or one of their franchise players was rumored to be in trade discussions. There was a there's a lot for us to discuss. The third thing, and this is kind of inside baseball for our, our listeners, we just did uh, something that like the company's really caring about this national show with Shield. And Bo says before the show, I haven't had any time today to think about. This, I right? Like I recorded yeah, that yesterday. Right. <laughs> We, you know, I, I've been I've been feeling for Bo all day today because, like, you know, uh, it's election day. Kid, you know, schools are either closed or you know, daycare, preschool. It's half day or closed, whatever it may be. Uh, and then Marissa pulls pulls that out, and it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not that sympathetic here. Clearly, <laughs> you had you had some time on your hands, so. He did send it yesterday. Um, we did have some planning discussions about it today, but he did send it yesterday. And it was like totally cold sent. Like all of a sudden I opened my Slack and obviously it didn't have the music to it. Like oh that's what gosh. I had to do. But I've never seen the show either. So I started playing it and instantly started cracking up. So Parker I think the chat calls that the low-key K. Vincent Jr. diss track. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Vincent, yes. <laughs> right and we don't even know. All right. Yeah, I guess what? Stone, I'll kick it to the Stone Cold. I don't know. Do we need amusement. to? Why don't we just do uh, ads now and then come back with the? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think any. I don't think <laughs> okay. any company wants their ads to be read now. Let's, <laughs> let's go to the Stone Cold Newsman, and then we can get to the ads after. The Eagles traded a 2022 sixth-round pick to acquire Kerry Vincent Jr., the cornerback from the Denver, or I should say the defensive back from the Denver Broncos. He was a seventh-round pick, has not played yet this season. So the Eagles traded a 2022 sixth for a player who was drafted in the seventh round in 2021. Yeah, let's get uh, into this. Kerry uh, Vincent Jr., uh, of, of, of course, was a major contributor for LSU. Uh, for three years prior to, to uh, 2020, he had four interceptions on the team that won the national title in 2019. He opted out last season, but he was a a uh, a corner slash safety, or I, I should say a slot slash safety at LSU, uh, track athlete as well, ran a 4-3-6-40. So that's who the Eagles acquired. Uh, the, the Eagles waived Brett Toth to make room for him. That was the only trade of the day. There were other players rumored to potentially be going out, but that did not occur. We will discuss that. Uh, also of, of note, since we last spoke, the Eagles 
well, the, the Nick Sirianni spoke on Monday. It, it did not sound like Jalen Rager's injury is serious, even though Jalen Rager was carted off the field. They, they, or, or I should say, carted off the sideline. Uh, there's no firm update there, but they have not put him on injured reserve. So they could still potentially do it, but it, it, based on the way it was described, it doesn't sound like the type of thing that's going to shelf him for a long time. And we're still waiting to find out more about Jack Driscoll's injury, but that also did not sound serious at this point. For Birds with Friends, I'm Zach Berman. Back to you. Oh, I thought you were okay. Just, let's talk about this. If you would have just walked out and left, that would have been you know warranted. Okay, let's talk about this trade. They give up like it's a six round pick. They've got picks to deal with. They'll probably recoup that value down the line. They give up a sixth round pick for a guy who was picked in the seventh round. They had four picks from round six through seven that they used before Kerry Vincent was drafted. They took Tui Pelotu, Teron Jackson, Jacoby Stevens, and Patrick Johnson all before Kerry Vincent went off the board. So don't tell me, like, you can't really sell me that they loved this guy, like, so much that they were they couldn't believe he was available. To your point, Zach, he hasn't, he hasn't played a snap all year. He hasn't been active. So, I mean, his preseason tape was that outrageous that a guy who, like, Vic Fangio has no use for in his defense is... is so aggressively needed for a team that has already a bunch of lottery tickets, uh, defensive back young guys and like, and Tay Gowan and Mac McCain and Andre Sachere. So there's, there's two ways of looking at this. If you made that, that trade on draft day before the pick was made, this is what it would have cost you. It would have cost you your your 2022 sixth to get into the seventh round in 2021. Um, That said, there is a school of thought that a draft pick is, is like, uh, car, you know, when you drive it off the lot, it, it loses its value. That uh, once the pick is made, it's not the same, right? Like it, it doesn't retain the same value. So I hear you there. I, I think that uh, you know, they, I mean, it they, is it they, is a it's, it's a small it's a, it's, it's a much lower stakes version of yeah. the Gennard Avery trade. Yeah. So it's it's the type of thing from from the way I see it that if it's a player you like, yeah, you could have drafted him there, uh, but. If I you think just want to get him like the devil, you know, sometimes is, is better than, than the, than the devil you don't. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's fine because they need young guys in the secondary. Well, they have he's a got, lot now. He's yeah. got tools. Obviously it's a six round pick that they will probably recoup. It's just crazy to me that like they, they, they had four picks in the sixth and seventh round and didn't take this guy. So they really, it's not like they loved him. Yeah. Now, a few. Uh, I don't mean to talk over Shield here. I I, I want to hear Shield's take, but uh, just uh, the Eagles have, have now acquired three rookie cornerbacks this year. Um, Vincent Mac McCain, who they um, claimed off was it signed off the practice squad or claimed off off waivers? I believe signed off the practice squad from. No, I, I think claimed, I think he was a week one. Uh, yeah. Uh, addition. Off of cut, of 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 cut. No, 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 no. He was during the season, but anyways, this is a player on the team right now. Yes, he's on the Eagles fifty-three, and then uh, obviously fifty-three. Yes, and then Tay Gowan. He's he was active for one game. He was active. Then uh, Tay Gowan obviously came in the in uh, the Zach Ertz trade. So the Eagles. Uh, have three rookie have four rookie corners if you include McPherson. They should have traded Steven Nelson then. They have 13 defensive backs on yeah. their team right now. It is like I've I've never 
seen this year. I was surprised they cut Toth. Yeah, I mean, they um, must know. They must know that he's not going to get claimed. Yeah. I would, I would hope. I would imagine. I hope, I would I hope it's not a two ill situation. Like, presumably, maybe they canvassed the league during the trade <laughs> deadline to see if anybody wanted Toth for a pick, but and nobody did. So, but I don't know. It, it, but uh, so, so this is a team. It's a weird cut. The Eagles went three years since the 2018 draft. They have only taken three defensive backs, all in the fourth round. Okay, uh, Maddox, Wallace, and McPherson. And uh, their five starters, so if you, if, if you include you know, slot corner, five starters are either over 30 or on expiring contracts, right? So what they're clearly trying to do here is just throw darts and hope one or two of these guys turns into a player that they keep on their roster beyond the season. But um, it is interesting just to see the amount of defensive backs they have right now. And by the way, I mean, Toth must have been, must have been awful on uh, Sunday when he played at right guard. Because they kept Toth over Sua at cutdown day, mm-hmm. and now they're both on the fifty-three, and they cut Toth over Sua, and Toth, Toth can play tackle. I don't know; it's weird. Uh, Sheila, I, I know let, this is very on your radar. Yeah, I mean, I I like have recognized one of the names you guys have said <laughs> in the podcast so far. So Sua, uh, I'm a little bit behind this week. Uh, I haven't even gotten to go through uh, all of the all twenty-two yet. Uh, so th- this is a lot, you know, I haven't caught up on my reading of your material. So a lot of this is over my head, which I'm sure is exactly what the audience, uh, wants to hear. I would like, you know, I would be curious if you went into like the, the pro football reference trade finder, how common is it for a player who has not played to be trade like, like you said, to be traded for a pick that is higher than where he was taken. I mean, it yeah, seems weird. It seems very weird to me, you know, that it's not like he showed something uh, and all of a sudden, okay, well, his value is higher. Like, you you know, they they obviously didn't. uh... Well, here's the thing you have to remember, though. When they were playing preseason games, remember they're in Denver. So that's West Coast time. So most of the league. Mountain time. Well, (laughs) yeah. So most of the league did not have a chance to be able to watch those preseason games. That's That's true. That's where the Eagles get an edge. Well, they've, okay. they've, they've now taken two uh, corners from the Broncos preseason, Mac McCain mm. and uh, and Carrie Vincent Jr. So maybe you're on to something. Maybe it's just they're like they want to hire Vic Fangio next year after he gets fired. I was thinking that. Yeah, this that they mm. could be looking ahead. Maybe he's going to be like their senior defensive advisor mm. next year. He already, you know, I don't know who his agent is. I would I would be curious about that. Is there they bring back Big with people in the Eagles building? They know they're bringing him in. Fangio sends a little text. Make sure you get my guy. What's his name? Faye Vincent? <laughs> a Carrie Vincent Jr. Carrie Vincent Jr. <laughs> and uh, Mac You can remember McClung? because Carrie, like Mac Carrie McClung, Williams, are these the and two then guys? Vincent, like yeah, Troy Mac Vincent. McCain. Yeah. Okay. Mac McClung and Faye Vincent. <laughs> McCain. Get McCain. Mac McCain. McClung's a, a college basketball <laughs> player who played for Georgetown and Texas Tech. So. Mac, Mac McCain and, and Rose Carrie McGowan Vincent Jr. Uh, get these guys in there and. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get after it next week, by the way, playing a scheme where, you know, what, what did, uh, Mike Zimmer used to say, he, he can go down to the seven yeah. 11 and get a cover two corner. Uh, so, you know, you just need guys who are heady, feisty, can tackle a little bit. They don't need to cover that. Well, Zach, what did I, what did I tell you the other day? Reminded me of the, uh, the league texting Howie about JJ. Do you remember what that was on Sunday? Oh, I forget specifically. There was something that there was something that happened that was like such a such a, a low key flex about like people were telling me something that it was very reminiscent of of the JJ thing. But if we can't remember it, 
That's a shout out of you, Zipe. I like yeah. that. It'll come up. It'll not come remembering up. what Bo said. Now right. we're talking my language. Uh, why this is we... yawning. This is my kind of pod right now. Let's end it. We've hit all the benchmarks I've wanted to hit. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we have uh, obligations uh, right. to continue. Go, so why don't we give, get to our first ad? Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Sheila, how you doing? Uh, you know, I was at the uh, pharmacy last week. I wanted to bring this up. Oh, yeah. What is, what is your, you know, you're going to pick up a prescription, but maybe you have a couple other items you see at the pharmacy you want to get. What's the etiquette for what you're allowed mm. to pay for at the actual pharmacy counter when you're picking up your prescription? You know what I'm saying, right? I feel like uh, up to three things. I do the separate purchases. So even if you, what if you just had like one, you know, one candy bar? Well, candy bar is not usually on the list, Jill. Okay. Oh. <laughs> one protein bar. What, what if, if you had what one if you're stocking bar? up for Halloween to give to someone else? <laughs> one bottle of water, like one yeah. item. Yeah. One so item's fine. I think. One item's fine. But two, you draw the line. Yes. Or the so size two, of it. So. Two bottles of water, two little bottles, two because little Because I feel like, like, are you, I don't know. Marissa? Usually there's like time in between, maybe if they're filling a prescription or if it's already there no, for no, you. No, no, no. You, you call it in and you, okay. I just go pick it up. I'm not waiting there. Okay. And is it just one thing? Hold on. I want Marissa. Okay. So I'm currently texting my cousin who is a pharmacist. Okay. So Great. We will, I can't wait for the details here. We will hear her response because I hear a lot of pretty crazy, funny stories she experiences mm. at the pharmacy. You, oh would, my gosh, you can't, imagine can't imagine how rude people are oh. and... The story she minds. tells, yeah. So we, is we your cousin? Sounds like a good off-season pod. Let's bring her on. Okay. <laughs> uh, my mom's a pharmacist. She could join us. Oh, well. perfect. Although she she worked in a uh, hospital, not Meds in a CVS. Uh, I think you're right, Bo. I think you nailed it. And uh, you know, as everyone knows, it pains me to say that, but <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, three or fewer is fine. I mean, you know, if you're going up to four or five, we can live with it. But the lady who's in front of me, when I'm trying to pick up oh, my mom's geez. prescriptions, I mean, she's got two full baskets of stuff. She must no. be going to a kid's birthday party or something. She's got all these toys, candy. She's got actual like gift bags. She's putting them all in with her one. Per I mean, these pharma. Have you ever seen a pharmacist not look like they don't look bored back there? I mean, they're running around like crazy. Go ahead. Marissa's got a response, I think. I got, I got two responses, both in all caps. Go up to the front. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Literally, no one has time for your cranberry pills. <laughs> <laughs> cranberry pills. Take your 50% off candy up front. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, if you're asking them to to run a coupon too. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what is this? And and so the the pharmacist is giving off the vibe of like, are you serious, lady? I mean, she's got no. She's acting like she didn't do. I I don't. I kind of sense that she knew she was doing something wrong, Mm -hmm. but didn't care. The the pharmacist saying, do you need a bag? Oh no, you can just put them in there in the gift bag that she bought. She's asking this pharmacist to essentially wrap these gifts that she's doing or whatever. Pharmacy's trying to go left and right. What are you doing? Unbelievable. Now, did you ask your mom about it? No, my mom, I just told you, my mom worked at the VA hospital in Wilmington, Delaware for like 35 years. That was her. So no one is bringing her king size Kit Kats at the VA VA pharmacy in Wilmington, Delaware. So I did not ask her about that. My mom is very sympathetic. She would probably first say, uh, she's sympathetic to everyone, so she would probably first say, <laughs> "She's sympathetic uh, to everyone." Yeah, so she would probably sounds say, like Zach. I feel like she would say they shouldn't do that. You know, yeah, the pharmacists Temporary are probably really busy, and then she would have said, "Oh, but you know, the customer probably didn't know that that was the rule, and they were probably in a rush to do this." So she wouldn't take. I don't think she would take a strong side. Yeah, my cousin said, "I work through my lunch, and I haven't peed since 9 a.m. I don't want to ring your shit up." These far, yeah, these far. If you go to like a a CVS or a Walgreens, I mean, those pharmacists, they they never look like they're kind of just sitting back there with nothing. Yeah, they're not lollygagging. Yeah, you got people up with all sorts of ridiculous um, questions, probably. Now, here's my here's my question, Sheila. When you then got to the front. Did you give a little like a little uh, look like she, she knew she knew believe. no I, I didn't do that there was a lady behind me who i was going to give her the old mm. uh, you know get a load of this it's but, one of those things where you got to find somebody else who's well, also recognizing you know then i thought I, then i thought you know what in these times the last thing i want to do mm. is to be interacting with a stranger in times. so i just looked at my phone and ignored everybody okay there you go something that's been on my mind uh, Zach, you know, we talked about the, um, the life water, you know, that the, yeah. you know, the big, the big bottle of water you can get at the airport. I gotta tell you, I got another life water. The structural integrity of that cap. It's the best cap in the game. Um, it is, it is so, it's such a smooth twist. Well, every other, it puts every other cap in the cap game to shame. Well, smart water is, is no slouch. I would say no slouch. I mean, Marissa's pulling from like some, you know, uh, Bobo looking yeah, bottle of water. The Bobo. I get that the thing. Too. Looks yeah, that's that, that's, that is tough. The bottle of water on the life, the, the cap that. on the life water. It's so good. It's just a flick of the, a flick of the thumb. It's uh get yourself a life water just for the cap. Not a paid, not a paid sponsor. I'm just telling you. My it, other like, note. It really changes the game. And then Zach, I promise we'll let you talk about Fletcher Cox. <laughs> Thank uh, you. You're at a restaurant, okay? You order a, a little a guacamole, okay? Mm. Uh, the chip overrated. Gua- guacamole? I think avocado is overrated, as far as I'm concerned. Wow, I, lo- I love a guacamole. Okay. Make a little guacamole with your kid. That's like Leela's literally her favorite activity with me is to make a little guacamole. Uh, you get the chips, the ratio's off. I mm. mean, there's not enough chip always to scoop, not always, but like not even close. Uh, I feel like it's always, I feel like scoop, it's always off to scoop up the guacamole. Uh, and so, you know, you ask, can we get some more chip? Just a plain tortilla chip, you know, you ask for the more chips, 
Should you be charged for the extra chips there with the guacamole? I don't think so. I think no. they. Oh, yeah. come on. I mean, you're setting me up to fail here. You're giving me the big bowl of guacamole. You're giving me the little cup of chips. Of course, I'm going to need more chips. I can't then go charge for the extra chips. No? I'd like to take umbrage with the, uh, the, the nice gentleman in the chat who says avocado was overrated as one of the whitest things I've ever heard. Uh, I did. I disagree. I feel like. I feel like like yeah, what is what like is whiter than saying yeah. give me an avocado, avocado toast. toast? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, I, I'm not a big avocado guy either. Mm. Mm. Yeah. White people hating on avocados. My minorities in the, the chat. I stand with you. Here's the uh, <laughs> life water related thing uh, that happened to me at the uh, uh, airport the other day. Detroit airport. Show up for my 7 a.m. flight. Uh, got there at about like 5:45 through the that's gate. True. And uh, it's I don't know if you've ever been to the Detroit airport, but, you you know, there's like the main hub and then you got to walk to the concourse, which is a, it's a it's a fair walk, uh, you know, through this tunnel. And uh, I've, I've been I've been doing this thing on the road trips now where I get Casey a magnet from the city because it's they have those at every at every airport. Right. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, they had one stand open in the main place, but I thought, okay, well, there will be one when I get to the gate. Got to the gate about 6.05, 6.10. Uh, see uh, Mike K sitting over there waiting for the flight, and nothing's open. Just nothing's open. It's 6.10, so these places aren't opening at 6. So like, all right, well, I've, I've made the commitment. I got to go all the way back to the beginning, get my magnet. Go all the way back to the beginning, get the magnet. By the time I make it back, you know, I'm sweaty. I've got like a sweaty back from this long walk. I get back, it's like 625, and they're open. What what kind of timing is that? When did they ask. open? There was there was nothing, there was nobody milling about when I was walk when I walked by, and then I come back, they're they're fully open. So it's a classic uh 620 to 820 hours. If <laughs> yeah, you would have gone to the website, that, you yeah. would have said that. Uh Mr. Munoz says, I'm Mexican, we love avocado. More than anyone. So there you go. I was thinking if I, I need the rest of my life, I'm not going a week without having a, a Mexican food meal and pizza. I mean, those are the two. Uh, I, I love got, both. One yeah. of them, had, they got to be in the rotation every, you know, seven both days. Both every week or one or the other? Both every week. No, okay. I, mean, I, I think I've had pizza every week, but yeah. uh, I feel like there have been weeks where I have not had a Mexican food meal. And I feel like, why am I doing that to myself? Do you ever do the make, uh, I, you guys make pizza at home sometimes? That's more of a lunch thing, I would say. Okay. Yeah. So the thing with avocado is, it, or I should say guacamoles, the guacamole specifically, is I, I I need some spice to it, right? So the the base, like the regular avocado mm -hmm. doesn't Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, so so that's more if if you give me a spicy guacamole, yeah, I'm more interested in that. I do. I, I I don't I don't mean to disparage guacamole. I think guacamole is is good. It's just like the you know the avocado toast. Like it's just so it's so bland. What are we doing? No, no. It, usually the avocado toast has seasoning. First of all, and you know what? I I don't care if this is Please. the millennial thing or whatever. It's freaking delicious. You give me an avocado toast, I'll eat it uh, every time, and. Zach, uh, the guacamole is going to have some taste to it. You're right. You don't just scoop it. You know, you're not yeah. a baby who's just scooping guacamole and smacking it on their yeah. face. Uh, you got to have a good impression of Jane. Yeah, yeah you're going to have some seasoning and some spice to the. I find that's the hardest part of making the guacamole is finding that because sometimes you put in the pepper and all of a sudden your mouth's on fire. Other times you eat it and you say not enough flavor. You all right. Fletcher, your, what happened with Fletcher start. Cox today, Zach? 
So multiple reports had um, had teams calling the Eagles. Cite them. You know, we're not testator right? here. Who who were the? What do we know? Which reports specifically? Well, Jake uh, Jake Glazer had something okay. on it. All right. Um, there you go. Ian Rappaport had something on it. Okay. Um, Jeff uh, Mike. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mike okay. K from NJ.com. Uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Now Jeff McLean reported that the Eagles were aggressively shopping him. Right. Uh, now. However, this came up, right? Clearly, there was some type of discussion with Fletcher Cox. I, I need to, I believe it was Schefter who's, uh, I could be wrong here, who, who said the Raiders were interested. Um, but uh, in, in any event, Fletcher Cox, a, a, a player who Bo and I talked about this a, a few weeks ago when we were discussing potential Eagles who, got, who could get traded, we figured with the latest restructuring, it would be imprudent from a team building perspective, right. Or from a cap management perspective to uh, trade him after restructuring the deal, it would essentially be buying a draft pick, right. But not for a player who's an, who's on an expiring contract, a player who you would theoretically want to have in Philly. Now, uh, so a, a little behind the scenes here, Fletcher Cox, the last time he spoke publicly was, voicing frustration more so yeah than he had ever voiced um he did not speak publicly last week which is somewhat unusual for you know a captain he's 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 been up there most weeks right um so anyways there if there was something brewing it's 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 certainly worth monitoring especially going into this offseason when uh you know i i I think this will be a bigger question by the way one more Kerry Vincent point. As somebody pointed out, wasn't this the draft where it was like, it's not as deep because everybody can go back? Like this is, like the sixth and seventh round from this draft is not as good as usual sixth and seventh round draft? Well, well so uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not defending it one way or the other here, but it, he's someone who did not he play less. Yeah. He did not play last season. So perhaps you saw him in games during camp and you liked him more than you know, a, a year removed. Right. I, I don't know that one way or the other, but I, I, I think the year of going back is a little different when it comes to Kerry Vincent jr. Because he's okay. the opposite end of the spectrum. You didn't see him play all year last year. And, you know, and, 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 and by the way, Tay McGowan, uh, I'm sorry, Tay Gallon so yeah, was also an opt out guy. They so, think they found some kind of little, so perhaps these are guys who they saw them during preseason and they liked what they mm. saw. That might be it. Um, so on the Fletcher Cox thing, I mean, they restructured his deal at the beginning of the season, like two months ago. And it was insane at the time. Like it is another example of, of them like being bad at self scouting and being too attached to these guys. Even if they were trying to trade him, then they shouldn't have restructured him. They're not doing anything with that cap room right now. They didn't need it. Uh, they, they should have traded Fletcher Cox a year and a half ago, probably. Um, they Not a year got... and a half ago. Uh, a, a year ago, they thought they were legitimate Super Bowl contenders. So it wouldn't have made sense a year and a half ago. Okay. Well, I mean, that they were wrong about their window. Like, Well, sure. I, I just... And, that, and maybe you want to convince me that like they restructured the deal to make, the, make them pay for it? and it would make him a more attractive candidate for other teams, you'd get a better draft pick in return. But we're talking like, you know, 
that's like a $25 million dead cap hit for whatever yeah. pick you're going to get back. Like it doesn't just for sense. this year. It doesn't I mean at sense. some point does Jeffrey Lurie get tired of paying millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to players who are no longer on the roster because his general manager is making errors in roster construction. I mean, some owners wouldn't even think about like they would, it would just be a no. I mean, really for all the, whatever criticism you want to levy towards Jeffrey Lurie. I mean, he's about winning. He spends and he allows for these types of moves to at least be explored. I mean, I mean, you know, Jason uh, Fitzgerald from over the cap says regarding Fletcher Cox and the possibility of a trade from a financial standpoint, it would be very surprising. The Eagles already paid almost his entire salary this year in a conversion a few weeks ago. They would save almost nothing on a trade, about $12.2 million in dead cap money, and take on $25 million in dead, dead cap money next year. And so, you know, it's like you guys said, you would need to, yeah, you would essentially be paying that, all right, let's see if we can get something really worthwhile in terms of draft capital to improve our roster and just take it on the chin again like they they've had to do so many times with some of the with, with these moves and these veterans and these trades like I, I don't know at some point i feel like that this isn't something like behind the scenes this is something that uh the owner has to be taking note of here so i, I don't know what they could have possibly been asking i mean von miller got a second and a third maybe that made them think hey if the rams are giving up a second and a third for von miller he's in his 30s he only he's only signed through this year maybe somebody will give us a second and a third for fletcher cox i guess i don't know would you have been able to do it then i don't know maybe they thought hey we can get a little bit more for him he's a little bit younger you know fletcher cox a little bit younger than von miller maybe there's a um a team out there that's just sort of greedy maybe the rest, rest of the league doesn't realize he's been declining for three years can, or, yeah they thought they could take advantage of him i don't know but yeah that that was weird to me because usually uh players with that that sort of uh, structure and, and like you just mentioned the restructure like it, it's a non-starter to talk about trading them here now i think as we've learned in the past like three to five years that you really should never kind of you know there's always i guess a price for for that type of thing you even saw it with, when, with carson wentz deal last year there were some people saying well no that they, they can't trade him because of his salary but there there is sort of always some kind of way uh depending on the deal so maybe that's all it was uh it didn't seem anything that like anything that could have uh been very likely to happen but maybe it's it's what i just said they, they looked at the von miller thing and said hey let's go shop him a little bit it only takes one and we'll see if uh, if we can get something for him and kind of just take it on the chin. So a, a few things there to uh, both your points. First off, to the point of of you know eating the money in a trade. Um, I can tell you, like I haven't spoken to Jeffrey Laurie about this specifically, but I I know for instance Laurie was very proud of the Bradford trade and uh, pointed out like that a big deal was made about. The Brock Osweiler deal, like how clever that that was for Cleveland, um, that's essentially what the Eagles did with Bradford, right? That that like they they bought the draft pick by giving him the contract. Now it didn't. The situations were a bit different, but um, I think that he's and you can say to his credit, he's willing to eat money if the compensation is is appealing to him. Number two. I would say as far as the timing of it, uh, when they did the restructure, now they, they were working at the time on deals for Goddard, 
uh, that then, well, I, I shouldn't say deals, but they were for Sweat and Mylotta. Right. Uh, we know they're interested in Goddard. At the time when this happened, there was also the possibility of a Deshaun Watson trade. And also not with the Deshaun Watson stuff. Well, 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 but, but, but that's, that's something that, you know, clearly, I'll, you know, there was smoke there. And then the other thing too, is I, I don't think in their bookkeeping for this year, they plan on going into the season with Ertz's salary on the books. Right. So I, I, I think that, you know, they were looking yeah, for a way so to they open be crushed up. for that. Right. So why did they go into the restructure Fletcher salary Cox on the book? Or just trade Zach Ertz for a seventh uh, round pick. Fair. Do it. Fair. Okay. And then the third thing Don't is that. Don't pop commit to this guy who's not good anymore. And then the I mean, end. Zach Ertz on the roster. I agree. I agree. I agree. And, and and then the third thing here well, that I would say. Allen, though. Did you see his reps? He made did that you see Zach Ertz in the Cardinals, in the Cardinals yeah. uniform in that yeah. first, first game? He really game, yeah. he looked uh, faster. And yeah, is yeah. it something about the, the, the red yeah. or the turf yeah. or the inside? I mean, they ran a jet sweep uh, type thing to him where like if they what did that, that here, I mean, we'd be like, what are you doing? And he almost got a touchdown on it. It was his longest uh, yeah, his, catch and run of, the, of his career, right? The one and it was his, it was his it was his longest touchdown of his career. It was his longest gain since 2017. <laughs> wow, um, that's incredible! And and then uh, then the third thing I was going to say is, and, and this is me just speculating. I have, I have no basis to this, but I I got to think that uh, this was based on like stuff that's happened during the past few weeks, and and maybe Fletcher Cox's displeasure or. You know, maybe well, the way Fletcher has been behind the scenes because talking to someone this offseason, uh, who is who's like very familiar with what goes on in the building, they thought like Fletcher was was like almost untouchable, like like how he how he holds Fletcher dear to him. Well, to your point, Zach, I mean, we predicted before the season started that this was going to happen, that he was going to complain about this defense, yes, like. You know, I made that prediction, and you guys were like, "Oh, good call. That's definitely going to happen." Yeah, and they didn't see that <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? They don't know. They don't know the guy. Like, I don't know. It's bad. It's a. It's about not knowing their guys. Well, yeah, I. And I, I think I you're right because I, I think you're right that there was smoke here because, like Fletcher putting out that Instagram message, related to the reports that were coming out. Knowing that Howie was uh, proactive about discussing with Zach Ertz the trade stuff before it went down, I am sure, you know, I don't know this, but I would I would be surprised if it wasn't the case that there was open communication between Howie and at least Fletcher's representatives about this trade deadline. There was, I mean, there was something here, right? Oh, clearly. Clearly. Yeah, and maybe Fletcher wanted to go somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he said, why wouldn't forever, he? But... If you're a veteran, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get some okay. questions in, in well, the before... chat. We're yes. going to go, we'll go to a break, do our break, get some questions in. And when we come back, we'll answer some of your questions because we don't have our uh, usual squall 22 segment. All right. All right. One thing, one thing I was thinking about as uh, Zach was doing the great simply safe ad. Now, okay, we don't know that this is uh, how everything transpired, but think about you know how we just got to the Fletcher Cox discussion. It's that uh, you know they're thinking they, they hold on to Zach Ertz. Why? Well, maybe it's because they think they might have to include Dallas Goddard in a Deshaun 
Watson trade. So their, their plan A is to trade for a guy who's facing 10 criminal charges and 22 civil lawsuits for sexual misconduct. And so to maintain that flexibility, they hang on to Zach Ertz. Then they keep Zach Ertz. Then they're not trading for Watson. They have Ertz on the books. They need to they need to get some more cap space, so they restructure Fletcher Cox. Then eight weeks later, uh, Ertz is gone. They're not doing Watson, uh, but Cox is harder to trade. Well, maybe you can you know get a crazy trade where you pay. But like, think about the dots we're connecting here. Does this seem like an organization that has a plan of what it wants to do and what it's going to do going forward, or is it one move to the next move to the next move to the next move? And here we are. I don't know. And I think I, I was thinking about this. I think that Howie Roseman's like his greatest failing. I don't want to, maybe it's not quite that uh, negative sounding is, is his ability to look at the team and the roster with clear eyes. He, you know, the draft, everybody, everybody points to, to his draft failures and there have been some bad ones. But he hasn't been that bad in the draft compared to the rest of the league. I mean, that that 2018 draft, these guys coming up for extensions, it was five players. That was a that was a great draft, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can talk about resources for Goddard, but Goddard, Maddox, Josh Sweat, Matt Pryor, Jordan Mailata, where those guys were taken, that was the, the that was a great outcome. Yes, you know, absolutely. they they found they found guys uh in in late rounds who have been helpful you know rager was obviously a mistake you know they they will point to that being a coach's pick over a front office pick obviously that doesn't that doesn't absolve uh them yeah. the the trade this year uh to move down six spots and get that dolphins first round pick uh, looks like a master stroke right that could be end up being a top five pick he 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 can win on the margins and trade sometimes like there are pluses and minuses to everything else he does. Like I, I complain about some of the, the, the roster uh, machinations, them overlooking things. But the biggest problem is that he doesn't he, like the way that they proceed is not with clear eyes. It's, it's extending all these guys who are 30 years old and thinking that you're still within the window or thinking that Fletcher Cox is going to be here for another four years as an impact player. Like, the, there is uh, like the rose colored glasses that they view this team through is not appropriate. And it, and it does fly in the face of, you know, the way things were run by his predecessor, uh, Joe Banner, who, who at least was able to like, you know, I think Howie Roseman wanted to overcorrect to the ruthlessness of Joe Banner, but it has been an overcorrection too far. That's why it's an overcorrection. I was going to say Rose McGowan in there when you said Rose Collins. Tay Gowan is his name. Okay. All right. Do we have yeah, anything I mean, else? Well, I just think that, like, you know, you, you, need to, you need to know who you're betting on and, and what bets to make, right? Like, they've. You can't bet on because, everybody to. Yeah. Well, because well, I would around. argue, you know, for instance, like, I think that when I look at, at uh, the 2020 season, I think part of the issue there um, was letting Malcolm go. Okay. Uh, and also like the part one, of the, they, they always make the yeah. wrong choice. Like I part of the reason, like part ahead. of the reason they, they let Malcolm go as, as we discussed at, at, at the time was like wanting, you know, you know, Malcolm had a very strong personality. We know that like wanting that locker room and wanting the team to be Carson's <laughs> and like, I, the second you hand it over, it, I, it implodes. Uh, 
I really think, I really think that if Malcolm was in that locker room last year, things might have been a little different in terms of like the the interpersonal yeah, dynamics right. that were going on there. Because um, from like different things we've heard, like there was there was a lot behind the scenes where like you could use an adult in the room saying like what yeah. what is going on here, you know? Well, I was thinking about Malcolm Jenkins with this defense. I mean, they wouldn't have got gotten through, you know, past the like halftime of the second game before he goes, right. <laughs> yo, bro, we're not, we're not, we're not playing this anymore. We need to, we need to be a little. Or they would have made him a linebacker. Yeah, like it would not have lasted six or seven weeks. I mean, I don't think Jonathan Gannon would have had the clout to kind of tell Mal- Malcolm Jenkins would have just been calling the defense. I think by uh, week three, Malcolm Jenkins still, uh, you know, had a nice game. On Sunday, was looking at um, some some stuff for my All Pro team today. Uh, still playing well for that uh, yeah. that Saints defense, which is I think second or third in DVOA in the entire NFL. By the way, and, why and was why, second last year in DVOA? Why, uh, Shield, why is there like no um, like rumor mill stuff about Drew Brees coming out of retirement for the Saints? Uh, they, he addressed it on TV on oh, Sunday he did? night. Oh, yeah, Mike Tarico. Oh, I, I mean, it, okay. it was awkward. It was sort of jokey. You know, Mike Tarico said, "Hey, are you going to be calling uh, the Notre Dame game with me on Saturday?" Or, or, or Mike Tarico is like, "You got any text there on your phone?" And Breeze was kind of like looking at it, uh, joking. I, it almost seemed like Breeze wanted to. Be, I don't mm. know. This is just me body language doctoring this up. Well, it, I mean, I was that was the like, thought, right? That Sean yeah. Payton had always wanted to get rid of him sooner. Potentially, uh, the Philip oh. Rivers thing is interesting to me. Mm, that'd be funny. Yeah, I, I it'd be really funny if they went to him over Breeze. Well, Rivers played last year and was, you know, he looked like well, he yeah, didn't Breeze look like played his last year peaks. too. I mean, yeah. well, Breeze, you could see though when you watched him, he looked. Yeah, I, I, I agree, but it's funny yeah. to think about from Breeze's perspective if like yeah. Peyton's calling Rivers first. Oh. Like that's kind I, of funny. Uh, I would feel bad for uh, Sirianni and Steichen if uh, if. In two weeks or three weeks, when the Saints come here, if like Philip Rivers is the quarterback, mm. they'd be like, "All, oh, all we want is Philip Rivers in this offense." Right? <laughs> yeah, you should ask Sirianni. <laughs> hey, did you see? Uh, you know, Rivers said he's interested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> His high school season's winding down. Exactly. All, you guys yeah. aren't playing that great. I can't run these timing patterns all day. Yeah. So yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, they uh, wouldn't have to change the playbook at all. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, did we get any questions in the chat? Who cares? I mean, who cares? <laughs> Not uh, many. Just, just some did, comments. You watched a little bit live, Sheil. Did you have any any thoughts? No, I mean, it's an unfair situation that they're in. You guys had this conversation after the game. I mean, if I were doing the post-game pod, I would not have been in the, hey, the Eagles deserve a lot of credit Um you know, viewpoint, but at the same time, it is true. That was that Bo's it, viewpoint. That was Bo's viewpoint. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, okay. Uh, but at the same time, the, the Lions were not getting blown out by that margin to other teams that are better than the Eagles. And it is true that if the Eagles would have lost, and yes, I would have come on here and completely crushed yeah. them. But you know what? That's what happens when you play, uh, what were they, 0 and 7 or 0 and 8? They were 0 and 7. Yeah. yeah. When you play an 0 and 7 team, uh, those are the stakes. That's what happens. You're not going to get a lot of credit if you win. You, you locked get up the Lions on the national huh? show. What? You locked up the Lions like you. you that was yeah. Like your pick. Yeah. Didn't you hear my rant on the Eagles? Oh, yeah, what? Oh, you what? Now after the fact, both think that was crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, I do think that was crazy. Yeah, well, like you didn't, a, you didn't say anything lock. at the time. Now yeah. you know the results. 
That's true. Easy. Uh, Marissa, have Bo send in his three locks every week. Let's see how he does. He thinks it's so easy. I don't think I'll do great. I just, Jill, you you did pretty good again this week. Yeah, so two and one. All right. Yeah. I'm trying to find from the oh okay here from from the week one day after. I remember looking at teams who had won multiple games by huge margins. So here what it is of the 73 teams who have won at least one game by at least 26 points over the past five seasons, only 53% of them made the playoffs, but 21 of the 26 teams who have at least two wins of 26 points or more have gone on to make the playoffs. So 21 out of 26, the Seagulls team, one game out of the playoffs, the easiest schedule in the league remaining seven playoff teams this year. Do you think it's a possibility? A realistic possibility, obviously. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen, but I think, yeah. It, it, yeah, I think it's a possible, like when you look at what their schedule is and you know, that it, the saints game in theory is a little easier now, right? Because they just lost their starting quarterback, the Broncos game, in theory, a little easier now, right? They just lost. I don't know if Von Miller would be back in two weeks, but you know they just lost a, a really good edge rusher. They have you know the Jets. They have Hold the on, Giants. They're going, they're going to Denver. To Denver, Correct. yeah. They will be underdogs in that game. They will. Oh yeah. But, home but against the Saints. Home against the Saints. I think they still. I think they might be underdogs in they, that I'll game. Pull it up. I'll and they pull have. Up they right have. Here. Yeah, they have the Giants twice, Washington twice, the Jets. The Dallas game is week 18 when presumably Dallas will have clinched the division. Yeah. Now, I, they might be playing for something else, but um, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that you know that there are winnable games. That said, I They I are favored in are... four of their last nine games. Yeah, that sounds exactly right. They'll go uh, seven and but uh, ten. They are they are no bigger than a three and a half point underdog in any of those games. Hmm, okay. So, and that, and that one is the week seven, week 18 game in Dallas, which could be Dallas resting people. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. It could be Dallas needing to play and then there'll be yeah. they'll have no chance. Yeah, I mean, even against uh, Cooper rush, Anthony's brother. So what, uh, what, uh, what jumped out to me when I was watching that game, uh, the Eagles game was, and I, I did tweet this out. Was uh, was how few like second and tens they had, right? And so I, I, I looked this up, and we're we're real fortunate to have access to uh, stats here. This was from True Media: zero or negative yard plays on first down by game this season. They only had four against the Lions. Okay, the previous four weeks they were double digits. For those plays, right? Double digits on zero or negative yard plays on first down. Oh, um, really? What's like yeah. a double digits? Yeah, they had 10 against Las Vegas, 11 against Tampa Bay, 12 against Carolina, 10 against Kansas City, 8 against Dallas, oh. 8 against San Fran, 5 against Atlanta. I wonder so, what like the league averages. That's a good question. It's something to look up. Um, but uh, like when you have incomplete passes on first down, right? Or you have screens that get chewed out or you get sacked, whatever it may be. Um, it just, it just kills your drives. It's, it stalls drives. So, uh, so I would just say that like the, I'm not a, a run the ball guy. Uh, I want to make that clear. And I, I don't think you need to establish the run, but 
I think when your offense has as many incomplete passes as the Eagles have had in the past month, because it's been the major problem with Jalen Hurts, is that when you can get productive first downs, it makes such a difference for this offense. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to. I would have to see the uh, the difference uh, between a second and ten and a second and seven. I don't know that there would be. Maybe there would be. Yeah. I do I think, think that this team should be running the ball. Yeah, like I, think, I agree with that. I agree with that. We've we've been saying that for a while, yeah. uh, not to the extent of the masses in Philadelphia. Uh, I've been saying it, but yeah, I think when you look at what type of team they are, what type of team they can be or should be, what gives them the best chance to win, that you would have to say incorporate the run game. All right, if we're talking about running the ball more, uh, that is a sign that we should end the podcast. When I say R, you say O G R. So, so that's how he got out of his. He did a rap to get out of the accountability for uh, screwing you over in the game, Zach. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I think it was worth it. I mean, should we play look, it again at the end of the episode? Was that like your uh, punishment? I mean, were you? was that your way of apologizing? Like, you know, Kapati is we don't like to express our feelings, so there may be weird ways where we show that we're sorry without actually communicating that. Maybe you're, uh, Maybe that was rubbing off on you a little bit. I think that's part of it. Okay. Also, I we had just watched. Re, we were doing. We're doing a season two rewatch before season three, so we had just watched that episode. It was in my head. I mean, all time scene. Fantastic. All right, don't give it away. Okay. I guess it's too late. Well, I mean, I do think that if you had heard that without having the context, it's the one of the worst things that you could have ever heard. But I think there's some good lines in there, writing wise. Ursay, the 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 chair, the pizza slice, which of course he's notorious for. I I, I would say it was well written. Just I wish that someone talented could have delivered it. I just think it's it's uh it's kind then, of, of course fitting. it's an homage to Kendall, who's not good at it either. So, or I, I shouldn't say fitting. It's it's interesting that uh, you know Bo uh, that uh, Bo loses in something. Okay, and the the numbers are off and he accuses the other person of, of messing up. Right. Like that seems to be, that's, that's like, that's uh that's very uh, woofy in there. And it's his game. He yes. created the game. No one else wants anything to do with oh, the I'm game. I'm sorry. What's the last game you created on this show? <laughs> Listen, if I will be shot down, if we came up with something, you are the game czar. You don't have any time for anybody else. I mean, Zach and I could text you an idea for a game you there. Well, why don't we do this? You know, Please. make it weird. It's like the stock up, stock down thing. Or what's the thing Bo wrote that made no, you know, supposed to be a basic fundamental old school football <laughs> writing thing. Yes. And he had to go make it weird. Well, yeah. You I know, mean, that's, that's the show. Happens. I'm not going to. Okay. This isn't like uh, football guy one-on-one nonsense. I mean, a lot of people think you should have, you know, you should have to give up turkeys or Please. forfeit a week. I, I see. Think, if I anything, think even my wife said, I think it was my wife's first yeah. question. Is he going to have to forfeit next week? Like she thought that if anything, I really saved you. You were going to bid more turkeys on a week. You had a runaway. You should Look have at saved this. those turkeys. This is his apology. He saved you, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is accurate. All right. Marissa's <laughs> yeah, worst, I, mean, I, feel like, uh, I see things. Marissa's face, and that's how I feel, too. Yeah, Let's end it. Yeah, Marissa I, has, has a jet spot to produce. So. No, that's no. tomorrow morning. No, it's tomorrow morning.
Jets Thursday night football this week. Can't Who wait. <laughs> oh, God. Who are they playing? Um, Colts, right? The Colts. Yeah. Oh, the Colts. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. The two whitest quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Marissa, for Zach, for Sheil, I'm Bo. We will be back for a preview of Shields Chargers on Thursday at 3.30 in the afternoon, live on YouTube. Otherwise, you can listen to it in your ears whenever you want. And for all of them, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you. Good evening, everyone. Bo did Thank this on his own. <laughs> watch our podcasts work we don't have to do it again privileges (laughs) okay (laughs) he scared the hell out of me i was about to end the broadcast (laughs) (laughs) all right we love you bye